Welcome to the Alliance Theatre Podcast. I'm Amanda Watkins, a voice you've heard before. It's been my pleasure to work alongside Mark Valdez for this production of Into the Burrow, A Peter Rabbit Tale. And it's my honor to share this conversation with you. So please sit back and enjoy this episode of The Artist Talk. I gotta say, this is this is really fun to be in conversation with you <laughs> because we usually at this point I feel like I've done a couple of these. Mm-hmm. This is the first time, so I'm gonna try to pack it all in. Great, Mark. come on. Um, into the Burrow, a Peter Rabbit tale. What made you say yes to this project? Oh, uh, so many things. I mean, uh, number one, like if, if Chris Moses calls you, yeah. just say yes. Mm-hmm. Just say yes. Like mm-hmm. so, so right there. Uh, but also, like, I'm, I'm just curious. I was curious about the material because it, it, it's not material I grew up with. Yeah. So I, I didn't grow up on the Peter Rabbit stories. Uh, I knew of them. I certainly knew the name. Yeah. But uh, I wasn't, I, I couldn't have told you the stories. Yeah. And so uh, so I was just really curious about uh, uh, something that lived in pop culture, but, uh, but that I didn't have a, a personal connection with or I didn't think I had a personal connection with. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and then just the joy of getting to discover that and um, and the invitation to create something that would be immersive uh, was very exciting for me artistically. So lots yeah. of reasons. Yeah. The, um, the characters, the Beatrix Potter characters, mm-hmm. what will our audiences, what might surprise them as mm-hmm. far as how they are portrayed by these actors? And the oh yeah. Telling? Uh, you know, one of the things I was really curious about was what is their life? What are, what are the lives of these characters beyond what Beatrix Potter shows us? So, for instance, Mrs. Tiggywinkle in um, in in the Beatrix Potter stories, you know, she she spends her days doing chores. You know, <laughs> she um, so she busy. irons. You know, she's just ironing and mending and then delivering clothes and 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 you you don't really get a sense of this of this character beyond the tasks that that she does uh and so that got really interesting of well what does what does she do when she's done with the laundry mm-hmm. you know like like mm-hmm. what how does she spend her time mm-hmm. what are her interests and then and then just getting to play with like uh, what that could be was a lot of fun and you'll see in the show like uh We'll we'll show you some of that uh, of what how, how we answered that question, but that was that was a really fun part of, of yeah. digging in. It's almost like they're doing all the things that maybe they couldn't do because it's a it's a they're <laughs> tales for very young people. Right? Correct. Yeah. So it's not that we're putting on a racy show, but not I think at like all. <laughs> the unpacking of it, there was more room to grow yeah. because the base level was so very simple, and yeah. we you know talked about that a lot. Um, I love, love, love your commitment to centering this story just unabashedly without fear around this protagonist character who is dealing with grief and dealing with grief issues, um, which is something adults deal with and young people deal with. And I think often with young people, there's not a lot of opportunity to sort of get in the muck of those feelings. Yeah. Can you talk about that process of like 
figuring out Peter's trajectory as he's yeah. going through grief in 45 minutes and also <laughs> saving the day. Yes, uh, he's busy. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, so, so I, 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 I can reference this once, you know, that, that, you know, my mother died when I was five. And, and there's, um, what, what, like looking back now, I'm 50s in my 50s, and looking back, I think something that I can, I can see with, with time and distance is at that age, you have all of the feelings that everybody else around you has, and you have none of the words to, um, to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So adults can kind of, uh, uh, make their way through because they have language and they have, they have self-reflection mm -hmm. and they have, you know, kind of life of experience to that, that has prepared them to, um, to navigate right. what that means. And a child doesn't, like has all of the feelings, right. but, but you don't have the words, you don't have the experience, you don't have the, the introspection, you, you don't kind of step back and, you know, all you know is what you feel when you feel it. Mm -hmm. And, and that, you know, and as with, with just grief, like that changes by the minute, mm -hmm. you know? And so, so there was something for me about, you know, especially also coming uh, uh, post pandemic, you know, where like a lot of people died and, and it, it was clear to me that we have, there's a collective grief that we're trying to unpack feels to me kind of as, as, as a culture, as, as a country. And, and especially how this might play out for somebody who doesn't have the language, who doesn't right. have the words, who doesn't have that experience, that introspection. How do you reflect it and just say that it's okay? Mm -hmm. That, that the, the complex feelings, the acting out, the, all the things are all fine mm -hmm. and there's no judgment on it mm -hmm. and that it's coming from something else. And the understanding that it will not always be this way. Like I think yeah. as a grown up, when you're told that, when you're in a period of grief, that can resonate. But mm -hmm. when you're younger, how do you know that, right? Yeah. You only have four years <laughs> before it even. Yeah. They were pretty joyful. Yeah. Um, another piece of this play is how we're talking about taking care of the land mm -hmm. and taking care of our environment. And maybe how do we get here to begin with, right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, Humans are to blame, right? Because the bunnies <laughs> didn't do it. Yeah. Um, what is that, uh, the intersection of um, environmental issues and conversations and conservation and awareness of what's happening to our mm. planet? What's that process been like in the development of the piece? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, there's, a, there's a part of the story that, that really emphasizing of taking care of the land mm -hmm. and, um, and how how things are how we're impacted when when we don't yeah. and and the ripple effects of our actions on an ecosystem and so a lot of just like the play development both in the writing and the rehearsal room was you know what what the what the effects are on the lives of of non-humans right you know and so um so these 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 little creatures who are suffering and feeling the impact of decisions that somebody else is making and that they have no agency, they have no voice, they have no say mm -hmm. in trying to influence the decisions of, of people. Mm -hmm. And so they're just stuck with the results, like the, the impacts, the effect. Right. And, um, 
And there was something for me that, and it's, it's connected to the grief part, you know, which is a, a kind of trauma and how ultimately like we need community. Like we, we need, we're not going to get through any difficult time by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we, we need one another. We need to come together. We need to work together. We need to know that we're not kind of, that somebody else is, is beside us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think, I think that, I think it definitely holds truth when we think environmentally and, and kind of the, the sustainability, sustainability of, of our land. Yeah. And and also too, um, moments of grief, periods of grief, how helpful it can be to get outside of yourself and take care of other people. Yeah. Like I also love how organically the script has become both things, and it's by his rallying around this idea of saving his friends yeah. that's helped him get out of his yeah. grief. Um, that the action of that. Mm-hmm. So the music. <laughs> we got a, we got several composers. We have a, yes, a yes, lot yes. of songs, <laughs> a lot of composers. Tell us about the music in the show. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. It's one of my favorite parts of of the show. I mean, we're working with these brilliant, wonderful composers uh, who have contributed contributed these amazing songs that really tell the story and and put us in place and. Uh, 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 it just it just helps. It also because like the the material can get heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it's a way that allows us to hold it, and it also just gives us moments to just express just sheer joy yeah. and fun, and um, and the power of music to just really take us on a journey. Um, it's just been it it. it it's wonderful. And the multiple composers have worked yeah. out. Right? They really have. Like, who knew, right? <laughs> I, I mean, like, we were sitting there, like, yeah. seems like a good idea. Like, like let's try it. Yeah. But um, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know if it was luck or, 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 or what, but it, it, yeah, they all fit. It does. It does. It sounds like it's, a, it's a score. It's yeah. A score. And that, I think, sometimes is the biggest concern when you have disparate composers writing music. Yeah. Um, so our first day on stage is Thursday. Ah. What's the thing you can't wait to see? <laughs> I love uh, text so much. <laughs> oh, I do too. It's I my favorite. It. Yeah. it is absolutely my favorite. Uh, uh, you know, we've con- we've um, turned the Hertz Theater into uh, Peter Rabbit's home, and so we're in a burrow. We're in a in a rabbit's burrow, and it is. Um, it is transformative, and I it just like sneaking into the theater because I can't help it. Um, just seeing it come together, I, I can't wait to see it with the lights mm-hmm. and this whole immersive world that has been created. That I think is going to be delightful. I do too, and it's so um, the navigation of first-time humans in the borough, and how do we make sure that the audience feels welcomed, but also they feel accountable and they have um, uh, a part of this. Yes. You know, they are a part of this yeah. story and yeah. they're a part of how the story ends. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is so natural for you and your work. What are the <laughs> things, um, I know the answer is spoiler, but like your, your work as an artist, mm-hmm. um, what did you bring as far as what comes really comfortable to you as far as storytelling and writing and mm-hmm. directing what did you bring as far as your history in this field 
to this conversation of, okay, so the humans are there, but they need to know it's the first time in the borough. It's yeah. a very immersive experience. Mm-hmm. And we have 45 minutes for them to understand that they're <laughs> a part of the story. And yeah. you've done that so beautifully Lovely. and so patiently. <laughs> you've been so patient with the room and yourself and all yeah. of it. But where, um, with your work as an artist, where, yeah. where did, what did you draw on as far as your experience in immersive theater? And, yeah audience participation i uh i love audience participation i i I, so i i have this um value maybe or 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 something that that guides my work and and this is belief that you have to do something i think uh, the, the theater that excites me the most is theater that invites and asks audiences to do something And part of it is like it, it's uncomfortable as an audience member to have to do something because like uh, for so long we were told like you can just be an audience member and just sit, be passive, and witness. Yeah. And there's power in that for sure. But um, I think it, it, I, 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 I'm very interested in in social change, in social justice, and and a, 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 a something that is really important in that is that you have to do something. Things are not going to change if you don't do something. So, so uh, how do we ask the audience to do something? And my belief is that if you can do something, you can do something else. Mm-hmm. And if you can do something else, they can do something else again, mm-hmm. right? And and so uh, and and it's okay to be in discomfort because that's where change happens. Like, right. like you know, not wild discomfort. I mean, just super clear. Like, <laughs> like the bar is really low of what, of what we're asking people. Um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? But it's uh, but but I think I think I think that it, it matters. I think it's important. I think it, it, you 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 walk away feeling like like oh, like I was a part. I was a yeah. part of it. I was a part of a community, and we did something together. Yeah, I love that. This this last question is uh, it's pretty simple, but I I think it it's wanting to be asked. So for a young, one of the wonderful things about this piece, like a lot of our TYA shows. Grown-ups, young people, all ages are going to enjoy the show. Yeah, I think For so. What I also enjoy is I think the experience of a young person, their takeaway is maybe not going to be the same as someone who's in their late 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your biggest hope as far as a takeaway for an audience when they leave the theater for both the young person and the older person? Mm-hmm. It might be the same answer, might mm-hmm. not. Uh, I think for the for the younger person, uh, I think it's it's a hopefully they saw themselves or mm-hmm. part of themselves. Um, there's a there's a range of characters, each with their own arcs and journeys, and um, I, I really kind of just talk to people and try to um, understand how these complex things might play out in the life of of a young person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's a lot of humor, like it, it's funny. So it's funny, and um, but but that hopefully you can see something about yourself mm-hmm. and and in this moment where you may not have all of the introspection and reflection that mm-hmm. we we kind of showed you something that that's going to resonate and you can recognize mm-hmm. that lets you know that you're not alone and that you have a community and that um that we get through things together yeah and i think i think what i've discovered with you know as as we've had adults watching the show like it's um I think it sneaks up on them. I think people kind of think like, oh, like it's going to be a, a, a show for my kids. And I think they end up having some pretty deep experiences, yeah. uh, uh, um, you know, and I think it lets them, it 
There's something healing about the story, and yeah. I think it like lets you, kind of brings you to this place of, of uh, a hope and um, and community, which is which I think is really matters. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What a meaningful conversation this was. It's always so inspiring to talk with Mark and see the world he envisions come to life. We hope you enjoyed this intimate conversation surrounding grief, friendship, and family. And we can't wait to invite you into the burrow. Be sure to follow us on all social platforms and visit alliancetheater.org for more information on this show and the remainder of our 23-24 season.